Uh, so this is the fourth and the fourth and final episode, I guess, of Late to the Game. We got with us Tim. Tim, thank you so much for coming on for the final episode and letting us be a part of your network. Having such a good time recording these podcasts with you, man. Absolutely. And not to be a complete asshole, but I started playing with my mic as you were giving the intro, so you might have to give it again. I'm such a dick. Oh, really? I apologize. Oh, a good roll, man. I know. You had such great flow. <laughs> just uh, right, one more you. time from the top, if you don't mind. Top, please? Can we just redo that just one more time? Oh, my God. That uh, was so great. Thank you. <laughs> Are you good, then? Yep. I'll All stop right, touching. So welcome to the fourth and final installment of Late to the Game. Today, we got with us Tim Carr, the owner, the creator of this network. Tim, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for letting me apart, letting me record a podcast and throw it on. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is an exciting mini-series. You came to me with this idea, and uh, hopefully, you know, it's been successful. We haven't even released an episode, but it's been a creative endeavor that I've been really enjoying see come to fruition and you know who knows who else throughout the uh the different shows that we have wants to do their own little mini thing it would be interesting to see you know if uh samaya and her roommate kathy ever want to put on something or if zach wants to ever talk about like vr stuff he's got such a wealth of knowledge on so many different Mm -hmm. things well you know it's just fun to do this type of stuff and 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 you know what for me this so this what this podcast was about was uh, we'll just do a quick recap. What this podcast about was me and being in my almost mid-30s, fuck, being almost in my mid-30s, uh, starting to play hockey just before COVID. And I, you know, and, and I played for maybe a couple months and COVID hit and everything shut down. So we've touched on um, the the first episode was uh, just talking about, you know, my love for the game and um, yeah, just what, wanting to play hockey, what got me into it? What brought you to the rink? Uh, th- that was really interesting to me because, uh, you know, like we, we'll we talk about this later. We we uh, we were high school sports stars together, you know, athlete of the year. I think we shared it one year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, fucking to look at us now, like our fucking puffy, saggy selves. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. We were jocks. Well, we were Dude, jocks it, because there wasn't enough it, kids. You know what's funny is that I I wanted to play rugby so bad, and I and I love playing rugby. Yeah. In high school, and I just I love the tackling and like getting hit and all that shit. Like I love it, but now I'm just like, no. You were a fucking I'm like, I don't tank. know how I did that. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> man. Those were fun days. So did you ever play hockey or something? I played hockey. I played a lot of hockey growing up. You know, we spent most of my youth at uh, at the rink. Um, my dad would flood the field like we had a big farm field beside us. He would make a huge rink. We'd go out skating. You so know, you had a rink like every year. Like your your dad would create a rink every year. Every year, there were some years even that we would uh, do it outside, like because we lived outside of town and we had like this great big property, and uh, at the back steps uh, from the porch, so like our living room patio door. There was like it was right off of that, and it was facing the backyard. That's he would cool. flood right up to the thing, so you'd be sitting oh. in the living room, <laughs> and like you throw on your skate guards, go down the uh, the steps, and you're outside and you're skating. And like I was thinking about it, and I don't think of my dad of having a a disability, just because he was always my dad, and like it was just the way that we grew up seeing it. But like he taught us to skate on one fucking leg. 
like it, that's it, crazy it blows my mind and like yeah he just he got out there and he, he ran us through it and stuff and that's you know that's the second episode remind me to come back to that like because you were talking about gear in the second episode but for the first gear, episode yeah what really struck me about what you were talking about is you'd quit smoking you needed a reward like because uh, i'm currently quitting smoking that's week three for me now um and you need a purpose you need a why like that was something that early on uh my roommate and i were joking about was you know like well it's covid it's not like i'm going out on dates like am i doing this to impress a girl like i'm finally making enough money now that it's not really a financial issue and i can go up to the reserve and get like the cheap uh smokes from there so like what the fuck am i doing this for why well like obviously for my health and stuff like that but it's just uh yeah so to to see the you describe the decision making as far as like i'm going to go out and i'm going to do that is really really impressive because i i find at our age we become stagnant might not be the right word but like rigid in our routines yeah. and what we want to do and it really impressed me the idea that you would just go out and you would want to be a part of this you would be in a locker room full of people that you don't know yeah, um, I, I think when when I when I originally quit smoking, I needed I needed something for myself. I needed something to say um, that you know, once do I get it X amount? Once I'm, I'm feeling okay, I have to do something. And this is something again, I've just always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so it it just you know what, man, I I, I saved up enough money. Like I had the app yeah. of uh, you know how much money you save when you quit smoking and stuff like that, and I was putting money away. Um, and it came to a point where I was able to, like, I, I looked at the money in there. I was just like, fuck. I was like, if I'm ever going to reward myself, now is the time to do it. Yeah. I'm like, and, and, and the biggest thing for me was I needed to find a beginner league. It took me a few weeks, but I needed to find a league that I'm surrounded with people who have the same uh, skill set as me. Yeah. So that, that was, that, that only made me feel so much more comfortable because if I was going to find uh, a league that had, you know, top notch or amateur what what whatever t- you know not beginner yeah. basically i don't think i would have done it yeah that makes sense um so i know that like uh, you were a uh a competitive weightlifter mm-hmm. like you you pushed yourself you were what top two in canada at one point four yeah top four top four well, yeah. four. That's not even fucking bronze. What are we talking about here? <laughs> I know. I was pissed. I, I didn't even medal. I came fourth, and I was uh, just like, you motherfucker. I missed it by like 50 pounds. I was just like, fuck. How long did you do weightlifting? Oh, I, I, I did weightlifting probably about four or five years. Four or five um, years. I started, I started like maybe 2000, I want to say 2009 or 2008. I went to, how it started was, uh, I knew a couple of guys from the gym. Yeah, uh, that were police officers and firefighters and stuff like that. We all kind of trained in the same circle. Mm-hmm. So one day they were telling me that there was this uh, benefit going on in Trenton, um, and it was just like they're like, "What you do is if you go in, you pay fifty bucks, you enter a weightlifting tournament. Um, you know, it's in, it consists of deadlifting, bench pressing, and squats. They're like, and you know, you, you just get the honor of saying you got first place and second. I don't even know if they had medals or not. Um, yeah. First, second, or third. So guys like do you want to try it i was like oh fuck yeah sure man why not so i went and i honestly had no idea what i was doing or what i was uh getting myself into but the powerlifting community um was so supportive and so eager to help i had guys coming up to me that would help me wrap my knees and put on my belt that i've never even met before in that competition 
the fuck yeah man why not that mentality is so foreign to me like uh i i I enjoy the friendship that you and i have garnered over the last couple of years because that's something that i want to steal from you is Mm -hmm. fuck yeah man why not like what's stopping you from doing it though i self-consciousness uh the idea that everybody be sitting there looking at me judging me uh you know, uh, why, why wouldn't I just want to be at home stoned as opposed to leaving the house and trying this? Yeah. Like, like creating excuses as to, like, if I don't do it, then I can't fail at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, well, this will come out probably after the episode that I released with Kat about single life. It's along the same kind of lines of mentality as far as, like, avoiding re- rejection by not trying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, like I'm doing the podcast now. So like, that's, this is major for me to just try, even though this is never going to be, or it might never be something that's huge and money making and blah, blah, blah. For me to just buy a board, sit down, start talking to friends is is pretty big. And you know what? Not for nothing. That probably comes a bit from your cheerleader mentality of like, yeah, fucking try it. Yeah. And that's, you know what, man, going into my first game, I was so, um, I was so nervous. I, I, I was scared of that exact, exact same thing. I was like, I understand this is a beginner league. I was like, but some of these guys, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, all of them know how to skate. And yeah. here comes me fucking taking it step by step. Right. But it's funny. It, 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 it's crazy how supportive a lot of like, teamwork stuff could be because again i bring it back to powerlifting where i traveled to calgary with three strangers and we all shared a room oh wow that's how we could afford to go to nationals so that was like in 2013 we all went to calgary and the only way we could all afford to go with the plane tickets it was all four of us shared a room holy shit and, that's so awesome yeah, and that's what we did so we were we were down there for five days we all shared and we went to bands together and we just it was it was a really you know, it would have been cool to get that some of that shit on video and stuff. But yeah. anyways, it was really cool to to do that. And um, do you talk to the, any of these guys anymore? Or was it just uh, like a complete I've, moment in time? You know what? They they were they're powerlifting friends. Like they're 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 guys that I talked to when I was competing. We chatted all the time. We met up Saturday mornings at ten a.m. We'd all meet at the gym. We'd all train together yeah. for like four hours. Um, but no, since then I haven't really been uh, haven't really been talking to them. They've, I mean, they've gone and gotten married, and life just gets crazy, right? Um, well, what, okay. So where I was getting at with that is like my next question is like, did you do bulldogs? Yeah. So when I was going out for, um, I did bulldogs once. So and what bulldogs is is just like a competitive local team for rugby mm-hmm. that you know just each town has their own and you just kind of compete. Um, it was all during the summers and yeah, so I did, uh, my, my first, I think it was my first game. That's the year I broke my collarbone in grade 10. Oh shit. So yeah. So after yeah. I was going up for nationals and they said to try out for nationals, you have to be playing for the local team. Yeah. Um, and then my first game of bulldogs, it was like a Sunday afternoon or something like that. And I, I, uh, some guy whipped me around and I broke my collarbone. So I, I never really played it again. You know what, man, after breaking my collarbone, I was I I wasn't like you know I, before then I thought I was un, un like invincible like yeah. I could run through anybody like it doesn't fucking matter to me but after that I started to really slow down. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, at that age, we we all thought we were. We yeah, you know, we we can get into it later when we talk about this. But the the repercussions we saw for one specific friend that had a succession of uh, concussions, yeah, and how that changed his mentality. Yeah. But uh, I guess my question was like. Uh, 
because I was getting out with the weightlifting thing and stuff. It's it's a little bit different than high school sports. Like Bulldogs would be that same thing because uh, when when I traveled when I was playing hockey, I I stopped when I was in about grade nine after my dad passed because we just couldn't afford it. Like at the end yeah. of the day, and uh, my little brother was so much more athletic than I was, like capable. So like if there was going to be one of us that could afford to you know, make the drives, do all that stuff. It was going to be him, you know, like yeah. I was fooling myself. I was a house leaguer at best and I had fun with that. Uh, fucking man, I was grade 10 and I had partied all night and like I had puked. Someone had like vacuumed it up with like a fucking vacuum and ruined it. Yeah, it was like oh. this whole fucking shit show. And then I had to show up for hockey Sunday morning. Cause that's when uh, oh. the house leaguers played was Sunday morning, like 8 AM. So like I had to roll out of bed at seven and get there. And like at the time, it all made sense to me. But looking back, I was like 15 years old. There wasn't enough kids to have just like 15, 16 year olds on a team. So we had like 13, 14 years old. And like yeah. at that age, they're so much younger. And like I'm sitting at the end of the fucking locker room cracking oh. beers. It just like <laughs> it's like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah. You can make some bad decisions in life, boys, and this is where you wind up. I'm <laughs> just like chugging beers, trying to like get myself straight so I can get out on the ice. I'm like, holy shit, that I, I must have looked like a child if any of their parents came in to tighten up their skates. <laughs> That's awesome. But like uh with that, like were you prepared for some of the customs that come with beer league? Like people bringing in beers in their bags and like talking so shop it, and waiting? I think I think this is so the, the this is the thing about my league, and this is what I I, I really like about it, is that th th this is not this is not like a uh, you have one team, and that's the team you're going on this you know that's not and that's the team you're going on and playing other teams and stuff like that. Basically, you throw your name in, and he just the the, the owner of the uh, of the I don't know if it's the app, but the owner of the league that I'm in. Yeah. Um, you throw your name in, then he's like, okay, you're on team you're on team white today, so bring your white jersey. Yep. And these are going to be your teammates. Oh, so cool. it, yeah. So it's not like no, everybody just goes to play. Like any, the times that I've been there anyways, I've never seen one person crack a beer. I've never seen them, you know, in the room doing that. Like I, I've never seen any of that. And I think that's what I want to get into next. Next is a beer league. Yeah. I want to get into with one team, you know, and you're from Canada, for for example, when in Ottawa and you're playing against, you know, Orleans and all that shit. Yeah. That's, I, I do want to do that next. And you know what? I have no problem with that. Well, let, let's be completely honest because it's easy with the damage we've done to our bodies over the years and to, to feel a lot older than what we are. But like now that we're getting more active, we're on the VR every day. Yeah, I know you're eating a lot better and dropping pounds. Mm -hmm. You're only 32. Yeah. Like you're a young fucking buck still, man. Like you can probably have seven to 10 years of a beer league. You know, it's just picking up those skills. What what I really want to do is is I'm very competitive, so I really want to try to see if there's like another, again I'm not talking going fucking pro or like double A or whatever that stuff is the triple A stuff. Yeah, I just want to see if there's something like above beer league too, where like I'll play beer league for a few years, hopefully improve, yeah. and then maybe go on to that next level. I think that would be fucking cool. Yeah, like if there's and, a and, uh, another lockout, they come out and they draft attic. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I know. I heard. I heard. I heard the door fucking creak. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy okay so um, but yeah i mean i do want to try to to to, to kind of keep going up there and, and you know what i love about it man it's a team mentality 
it's just so cool being being a part of a team that's and the guys there again when i was playing my games everybody was passing me the puck and i'm the guy who could barely fucking skate you know but everybody was passing me the puck and that's I think something, and you know what, when I went in there, I was scared shitless too. I was, you know, what if these guys hate me? What if these guys are judging me or whatever? Yeah. But it was, to me, it was just like, as soon as I got in, I sat down, everybody started introducing themselves to me. Everyone so started cool. talking to me. And it was just, it was really cool, you know? Um, Yeah. Give me shit, man, if I'm, I'm taking over too much, but I'm no, really no. in love with this miniseries. So yeah, yeah. the second episode, you got into gear. And what struck me about that is... Um, because you're a first generation Canadian, um, it wouldn't be second nature to you. Cause ever since I was an infant, someone would have taken pictures of me in, you know, uh, in a hockey Jersey or putting on skates or having my parents, you know, do up my skates and going for free skates and stuff like that. Like every single day from October to March, there would have been some kind of skating or skating in the backyard. Um, yeah, that, that, that just like, it was a mentality thing for me as far as like, cause you were talking about YouTube and I'm like, that's fucking genius, but I never would have thought of that. Like, cause even 20 years out from never of putting on my equipment, I would have been so familiar with it unless the equipment's changed drastically. Like I would have just done it so many times. Yeah. That, um, that that was the one thing that I was honestly most nervous about <laughs> was yeah. to put on my gear in front of people and then be like, that goes on your knee, not your elbow. You just got so a shin I... pad so you can fucking just <laughs> knock people in the throat. So that that yeah, man, it was just funny. And you know what's funny is I just fixed my washer from a YouTube video too. Oh, I nice. found out how to take it apart and put it back together on YouTube and bought a part. It's it's come a long way, and it, that was. Uh, yeah, that uh, that took forever that, that, to try to get the fucking gear on. I think that and ties it, in it was, a lot. It was with hard the... trying to find it too, because I, again, I didn't want to go anything brand new. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, what if I don't like it? What if this? What if that? So. What if they're mean to me a... and I don't want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I found a guy on Kijiji that was just selling everything. Wow. <laughs> so I was just like, fucking right, man. I just went out and I I, I even messaged him. I was like, well, what's your waist size? I was like, are you like an XL, like a double XL? He's like, I'm a double XL. I was like, me too. <laughs> Twins. This is perfect. <laughs> so I went and got it. But yeah, man, that shit's expensive, dude. Oh my God, yeah. I don't know how parents do it anymore. Like, I imagine I within the next couple of years, we're going to start seeing some pretty serious repercussions of how expensive it is. Because if you could choose to put your kid into soccer, where you need like shin pads and cleats yeah. or yeah. you're going to put your kid through all this stuff. Like, and that's something you had mentioned as well Is like, even if your parents had the means to put you through, uh, hockey, uh, how would they know where to go? You know, like when registration is, uh, how would they have booked the time off of work to do all the traveling? Like I look at what my sister has to do for my nephew, or anything like that and it's just it's so cost prohibitive it's yeah you can destroy a car in a couple of years because you're mm-hmm. constantly driving and not for nothing knowing me the idea that i would work an eight hour shift plus driving in traffic to go home pick up the kid you know yell at them about like all right do you have your homework because we have an hour drive to the hockey game you got to get yeah. there an hour early 
they change, they they do the thing. So you got to feed the kid in the car. They got to be doing their homework. You got to get them to the game, <laughs> like get them home, get it them just, to bed. You, you, you know what I, I so when I was working at another company, not not the company I was with now. When I was working there, I was working with another guy who had uh, a teenage son. Yeah. And he there's apparently there's a school in Gatineau that specializes in hockey. So oh, basically, cool. you do subjects for the first half, then you just practice hockey with the team for the rest of the day. And this guy basically takes every Friday off, man. And I'm yeah. like, well, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to Montreal today. You know, I'm going up north this time. I'm going here this time. Like, every Friday. Yeah. And I'm like, do you drive your kid? He's like, yeah. He's like, I pay for the hotel and I drive and this yeah. and that. And I'm just like, damn, dude. <laughs> Tournament fees, registration. Yeah. You got to pay for the, the team. There's, uh, yeah. That's I, crazy. Yeah, I, I've seen some ways that parents do it and they do like the, the pre-cooked meals and stuff. And then other parents are just like getting fucking McDonald's every single time. I'm like, yeah. I can't afford to eat McDonald's more than twice in a month. How the fuck are you yeah. doing it for two? <laughs> and then like these parents are so fucking dedicated. They'll have two or three kids in the system and they'll be doing it. Yeah. And a yeah. hockey stick now costs like if you're going to get one of those nice carbon fiber ones, like two, three fucking hundred dollars. Oh, dude, they're crazy. They're crazy. Yeah. Even a plate again, they're starting to get expensive. I'm like, it's a used fucking stick. Why is it fifty dollars? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like my old Sherwood uh, stick coffee curve, but you can't find them anymore. I gotta go to Canadian Tire see if I can pick up like one or two of the last ones because yeah. they're just they're so out of date at this point. Yeah. That's the ones I love. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It is pretty fucked up to see the way that the kids are treated. Like, cause we just talked about how dedicated all the parents have to be. And like, when you get that invested in it, even when they're eight or nine years old, they're fucking vicious. Cause they're convinced every, not every single parent, but a majority of the parents are like, Oh, my kid's the best kid out on, there on the ice. Yeah. Why isn't he on yeah. the first line? And like the amount of shit talk and backstabbing and, like I was telling you the other day, I found out that uh, for the local area around here, there is a anonymous board. Like, so not on Facebook, not on anything. It's a third-party site where you post anonymously about the children and how, like, this kid's fucking useless. This kid doesn't know how to fucking skate. These fucking parents think that their kid's the best in the fucking league and they do this and that and this doesn't fucking matter because they're fucking retarded. Like... It is insane. Yeah, that's disgusting, man. Like, if they, you know what? Those are the parents that are probably pushing their kids to be like, "No, you can't eat that. You're on a diet. You know, you're you're a hockey player." Yeah, you know what I mean. That are just they're just downright rude and like, "Dad, I don't feel like going to hockey today." Well, you're fucking gonna go to hockey. You know, you gotta practice. You, you know what I mean? Well, and after the time investment and the money investment, I don't I don't know what you would do. Like, uh, I heard this great story. So Sterling is the town that I grew up in, and you know, that's where me and my siblings all played. My sister was a great hockey player. My older brother was fucking awesome. My little brother was good. My older brother got to go to Europe on a tour uh, oh, with awesome. his hockey team when he was in Bantam. Yeah, so like that's 15, amazing. 16 years old, they all fucking went out there. Fucking wish. Oh, my God. It was legendary. Like, I've heard some of the stories. I don't know the full one, but they got, like, leather jackets and uh, uh, hockey bags. And they were, like, in Holland and stuff partying. That's sick. That's, That's the same sick. year. My dad, he was one of the assistant coaches, or no, maybe it was a couple years later. But like uh, one of the guys, he was uh, 
you know, 16, 17, but he was a heavy smoker already. So, like, yeah. in between periods, he would put on his skate guards, go outside and have a dart, and then come Seriously? back in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I remember, like, we'd be up in the stands, and, like, one of the goaltenders, like, uh, you know, you'd, he'd throw up his water bottle into the stands, we'd fill it with whiskey, and throw it back down to him. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, you can't pull that shit off anymore. No, you can't. Maybe in a beer league. Maybe in a beer league. But that was, yeah, that was like fucking actual games like and shit. But like. I, I don't know how those guys did it, man. Because the cardio levels that you need, like, I was I was dying. When I was skating, I was dying. Like, oh, I, I went when... once up the ice and I'm like, sub, sub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all young boys and farmers. So I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, so what happened was, this is recently. This is within the last two years. Um, there was a skating coach in Sterling and he had all the kids on the ice and then he started, he's like, you know what? These kids do not know how to skate. They're not, cause like some of them are going fast or whatever, but the basic skills weren't there. So he's like, I'm taking you all down to bedrock. We're going to start over. I'm going to teach you how to skate, how to skate the way that I want you to skate. And the parents were like fucking losing their minds. Like, why the fuck are we paying for this? This you're completely useless you don't know shit. My kid's the best skater in the entire league, blah, 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 blah. So they got this guy fired. It was the next day he became the skate coach for Connor McDavid. No way. Yeah. So all of what? them fucking alienated themselves from this fucking high end coach because they were so convinced of how fucking right they were. Fuck. Yeah. Those kids, man, like growing up now, imagine. Imagine what had happened, and then you said it was just two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. So imagine these kids, like, when they grow up, they're going to be like, so you're telling me, Mom, I could have had fucking Connor McDavid's skating coach be my skating coach, but your tight ass said no. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily my uh, nephew was uh, already out of that town, so, like, my sister was not involved. They're still... They still like that guy. He was trying to help them get down to Harvard because he's uh, to play in a tournament to oh, kind of get awesome. scouted. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man. That's crazy. And yeah. from Sterling, out of all places, yeah, is it's so funny. Like I, I kept asking, like, so why was he in Sterling? It's just like, yeah. yeah, it's a local area. It's the one he likes. He can do his job from here. So why not? That's a big hockey town, though, isn't it, Sterling? It was. It was. Oh, it's not anymore, eh? Yeah, I've had this conversation, and my sister doesn't quite see it, uh, so, like, maybe I'm wrong. But from what I've been seeing, like, when I used to go, we were there for the whole day. You were there for, like, six, seven hours because, you know, the the younger kids play earlier in the day, and it trickles down to the older kids. And, you know, depending on, like, if it was the juniors game and, you know, your older brother played in Bantam or something like that, you would stick around to watch the juniors because that was the, the team or whatever, like, for the town. But it just, over time, people got busier and it got so expensive, there's just less and less kids there. There used to be, out of Sterling, for each age group, like three fucking teams plus a house league. Now yeah, they're lucky to put Sterling together two teams. Huge. Really, yeah. eh? Yeah. I remember, because even when I went to high school, man, everyone played hockey. Like yep. everybody, and usually a lot of them were from Sterling. Yeah. And everybody, yeah. I mean, he, like like every even, single one of them. Yeah, we lost a few players to the football and rugby team because they were, you know, their hockey coaches didn't want them playing. Yeah. Oh, really? Eh? Also, yeah. hockey coaches can tell you that, you know, it's better you know. 
Oh, uh, well, sure you're going to have to, like, have to make a decision. Uh, do you want to be a football player or do you want to be a hockey player? Really, eh? Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. Fucking... Okay, I found this out and like I was talking to mom about it because I was like, I don't remember this ever happening. She's like, I've got the paperwork for it. Um, apparently, I was offered a scholarship to play football out east. What? Yeah. And one of the universities out there. What the fuck? Yeah. After high school? Yeah. And you didn't know about it? Well, she's like, well, you knew. You turned it down. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, Why'd you turn it down? I don't know. I, like, <laughs> this is all fucking news to me. But, like, it's been an ongoing thing of, like, I'm like, show me the fucking paperwork because I don't believe you. Number one, like, let's, let's fucking be honest. At the time that we were in high school, I was 5'10", 5'11", like, so not tall, and 220 pounds. So, like, I'm a squat dude. But, like, where would they have put me? On the fucking line? Like, with all the six-foot guys? I'm not a fucking running back. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah. You were doing something right, obviously. Fucking how? With the Timbit roll just impressed them the one time I got past the ball? Like, I... I had a lot of heart out there, but I was not the best at anything that we were doing. Do you know which, uh, which university was? Uh... One of, I think Newfoundland. I forget That's the sick, name man. of it. Good for you, dude. I would like to frame it. I would like to prove <laughs> that in some way that I was fucking accomplished, other than like the pity uh, athlete of the year shit that I got. Yeah. Yeah, I got the same thing for rugby. I got, so I went to, I got a, a rugby scholarship to go to Loyalist College. And that's where I played. I think I, I only played one year, though. Man, that takes a toll on your body. Like, college rugby is a different game. Holy yeah. shit. There are some big boys. I remember playing against um, the military college. And, uh, man, there was just this this guy. He was a fucking gigantic. Like, I still see him in my dreams sometimes. So fucking big. <laughs> like, I, I'll, like one, I, I had the ball, and I'm running towards him. And I just, I ran right into him, like, to try to run him over. He didn't fucking budge. Oh, and wow. I remember I went down and my head, I just, I heard bells ringing oh and I was God. just like, gee, I've never been hit so hard. The only other time that I was, was in grade nine Yeah, when we were playing against Centennial College. Mm-hmm. And remember this guy, his name was Jeff and he was just a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, he was huge in Centennial. Where we all looked like children and that motherfucker yes. looked like he was 23. Yes. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. Good. Good. I remember I tried to tackle him once. I just bounced off his fucking <laughs> leg. <laughs> I didn't even. <laughs> that was a bell ringer. Oh man, I could I, I, I could probably count how many concussions. I probably couldn't count how many concussions I had. <laughs> what sports did you play in high school? So I started with in September. We did football. Yep. And then uh, and then I did basketball and I did rugby. And yep. basketball, I was I before going into grade nine i actually i went to a basketball camp at moira and i remember their coach asking me if i wanted to switch schools because i already was going to bayside but he asked me if i wanted to switch schools to play basketball for moira yeah um because they their team they were so good they played all year round oh wow travel oh yeah they were traveling everywhere and playing basketball it was fucking it was really cool what made you turn that down i played uh it was well we were living in bayside at the time yeah to get to moira the east end of belleville my dad was just like, I'm not, my dad works in Trenton. 
And then my mom had to work during the day as well, and she started work at 7. My dad's just like, I'm not going to be giving you a ride every day to East End of Belleville and then going to Trenton for work. <laughs> you were such a high-level rugby player that you could have played university-level rugby. There's no doubt in my mind. Did that just, like, it wasn't kind of part of the life plan kind of thing, like you wanted to get working? Um, well, no, like, I, I, I played one year of college, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I, I just dropped out of college. So I was, just wasn't sure what I wanted to do and, and all that shit. Yeah. So I dropped out of college, and I, when I went back, um, I think a year later I went back, and they asked me if I wanted to play again. But what it was, man, I think it was just my body was just really starting to kind of take its toll on me. I was just yeah. starting to get into powerlifting as well, so I wanted to not – I didn't want to really hurt myself. Yeah. Um. And I was just, I was just, I, I had a lot of back pains and stuff like that. So powerlifting really helped me to, to grow the muscles and stuff like that around it. So it kind of eased the pain a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think it is. Yeah. I mean, and I just, honestly, I just didn't want to get hit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds like we did it for five years. Yeah. Well, okay. So like to try to describe, I, I don't. No, I was about to say, I don't want to say it this way, but I do. This was a fucking golden age for us. And we've had different golden ages and stuff. But Bayside was such a special place to be an athlete because there was just enough kids to play high-level sports, but not so many kids that you would be stuck on the bench for four years. So, like, you always got to play. Like, I guess there were some kids, uh, I don't want to say... Fuck them. Beneath us that, like, fucking ended up riding the pine the whole time. Yeah, there was a couple. <laughs> there was a couple, but, like, they, yeah. those were the, weren't the ones that were going for jogs on lunch breaks and shit. Yeah. And, like, pushing themselves to get to the fence and get back. Or, like, if yeah. they got knocked down, they stayed down. We we went through some pretty abusive shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> man, well, like, like, I remember be... once. I, sorry, go on. Do you want, I just got to tell the story quickly. Oh, do I it, man. Tell the story. So I remember once where we're fucking around in practice. And so Mr. Whitney was the head coach of the football team. Yeah. So we're fucking around in practice. And it was me and Borisma. Remember Borisma? Oh, fuck yeah. So we're going head to head, but we're just fucking screwing around. Whitney comes in and just smacks Borisma, right? Like he had his helmet on, just smacks him so hard. Like the poor guy's helmet almost falls off. He's just like, this is not the time to fuck around. And I'm just like, sorry, coach. Oh, my God. I remember one time, like this would have been grade nine, shortly after my dad passed away. And uh, I think I'm back on the football field and I'm just like fucking in another world, man. Just staring off into fucking space. And next thing I know, I'm on my back trying to catch my breath, staring up at this blue sky with clouds rolling by. I have no fucking idea just what happened. And I'm like, (gasps) (gasps) just trying to fucking breathe. Mr. Firmage had picked me up and slammed me into the fucking ground. (laughs) Wake up. Yeah, wake up. Wake up. (laughs) Thank you, coach. Can I have another? You know what's crazy, man, is that I, I again, I, I know, I know, I said it earlier, but I, 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 I probably had so many fucking concussions oh, playing yeah. football and rugby that it's honestly, I'll, I'll tell you this. So right now, so I went, I, I got a hearing test because I, 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 I thought I was losing my hearing. Yeah. So I went and had a, a hearing test, and then the lady, uh, the lady called me, the doctor, and she's just like, I just want to send you for one more hearing test. She's like, but before I do, I think it might not be a hearing issue. And she's just like, Have you had any concussions? And I was just like, lady, 
I was like, I have had my fair share of concussions. Concussions. I've had a few. (laughs) And she's just like, okay. She's like, it might not be a hearing problem. There might actually be something wrong with you. And I was just like, nah, you're crazy. (laughs) So she's like, we would like that. I think they might, they might want me to go get like more testing and stuff like that. But she's like, and maybe because you got so many concussions, I was just like, I was like, you're crazy. I'm fine. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I remember one time I got a concussion. Uh, we were playing Trenton High, and uh, it was rugby, and I got slammed into the ground by. You remember Devin Whitney's boyfriend? Fucking. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was okay, like six yeah, yeah. six or something. Rugby, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking legs made out of fucking wrought iron. Seriously. He just ran the fuck through me, and uh, I went down. I got up. And I start walking around, and the coaches like call me over, and I'm trying to like wave them off, like I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But I mean, like they could tell I was fucked up, so they get me over there, and like full, like because our, our coaches were so intimidating, and I'm I'm so grateful for this because for the rest of my life, as much as I might not want to go through pain anymore, I know that I'm not made out of glass, so nothing really yeah. terrifies me. I can get scared, but like. I'm not going to fucking back down from shit because of what I went through for those years. And I'm, I am so grateful. And it's such a, a beautiful lesson they gave to us. And well, all those fucking girls on the, our amazing female rugby team, which is a yeah. tradition they carry today. My niece plays for them. And oh, that's like, awesome. yeah, they've gone to Offsa a few times and she was scared that's of wicked. Mr. Dewar in the beginning. And I had to talk to her about it and like, no, 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 no. You have to understand Mr. Mr. Dewar. He's doing this because he likes you. And like, yeah. if you're scared of him, you just keep, make sure you listen. And he's, yeah. he's going to, he has your best interest in heart uh, at heart and he won't let you get hurt. Oh yeah. But like, uh, so these, like these guys that I looked up to and I'm afraid of, I come over and they're like, all right, Tim, uh, maybe just take a breather for a bit. Like, uh, they start running me through the concussion protocols and, and they're like, so what day is it? I'm like, I don't know. Like, um, Thursday. Well, it's Tuesday, Tim. I'm like, I had eggs for breakfast. And I like start trying to pretend like, cause I remembered the list of questions cause I've gotten concussions before. And I start trying to like rattle off random shit that they might ask me. And I start like, and I just turn around and I start walking back onto the field. And I'm like, no, <laughs> grab me by the shoulder, fucking shove me to the ground. You fucking sit your ass down. I'm like, eh, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. <laughs> It's so crazy how they didn't have all this stuff back in the day where they're like, okay, like, no, this guy's got to be out. This guy's got to be out. Yeah. I remember I I went to the hospital once. I got kicked. We were playing against Centennial again. One guy kicked me right in the face, broke my nose in two spots. Oh, shit. And then uh, I went to the hospital and got a concussion. And then I, and it came back four days later. I think I played the very next game. Did you lie to and the coaches I, about the concussion? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. They're like, are you fine? I was like, I'm fine. Like, are you your nose broken? I'm like, no. Uh, and I remember playing. Now they have apps. So if you even get a mild concussion, you have to register that with the hockey league or whatever. And then that's tracked and you can't play until you pass what? the protocols. So there's a really? paper trail. Yeah, That's good, though. That's it's good. good. I'm glad they have that. Yeah, we don't want kids winding up with us with their like fucking faulty memories and yeah. mood swings. <laughs> I remember playing the very next game after I broke my nose. And I... I was coming up, we had a scrum and I was coming up and I just, I nicked my nose on something 
and then like blood just started gushing out. Oh yeah. And then there was a guy. I think I think I think we're playing like North Hastings or South or something like that. Bancroft. The guy was coming up to me, and I just remember like I had so much blood in my mouth from my nose was gushing. I just spit it everywhere. And I smoked <laughs> the fucking guy. <laughs> I had so much blood on him. <laughs> oh my god. And then I didn't, I don't think I played the rest of the game. I think they took me out. <laughs> fucking John Harry. Uh, oh, buddy, I was just thinking about him. <laughs> he, he was, he was a legend. Uh, he was a flanker with you, right? Yeah. And no, uh, no, he was second row. It was second row for flanker. Yes, but they would take. Uh, he would have to go in every couple of weeks and get his nose soldered with a fucking hot iron to stop it from uh, bleeding. And he's just like he was just part of the price you pay. Like he just he wanted to play. Do you remember that if his nose didn't bleed, we're like, boys, we're going to fucking lose tonight. Like, John's nose hasn't so bled yet. So punch him in the fucking nose. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, man. I love that school for what it was because I got to play football, rugby. I curled for years, rode. Like, okay. So, I don't know. I, I know that we're all over the place, but I, I just want to tell these stories because it's so much fun. Yeah, like, man, it go. was a golden era. Like, unfortunately, when I moved back home, my uh, luggage got lost. I lost all my fucking jerseys. Oh, that sucks. Really? Yeah, all of them. I only that have my gross. ProFit one, and I never wore it. So, I just, it sucks. That and, sucks. Yeah, including my windbreaker, the the Bayside yeah, yeah. I one. know which one yeah I, I still have those I still got my windbreaker my jersey and my, my remember the Bayside rugby shirt where Dewar put Adios pencil neck on the back yeah I still have yeah. that <laughs> it's so torn up that's I can't amazing you lost it man that's yeah the whole bag went and like I, I tried to call Greyhound a thousand times over the last four years to see if anybody's come across it and like I don't give a shit whatever else is in there just give me those ones back but it's that gone sucks. but so it it's such a compact four years of just experiences of like grade nine. We start playing football together and that is the era of like Mike Woodley with the shirt that he wouldn't wash. And it was like yeah. yellowed and like, Stank. yeah. Was that a varsity so year? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 So there wasn't enough people to play like a junior team and a senior team. So we played with the seniors and we'd be oh, out no. on the field. We had varsity in grade 10. Because in grade 11, we had uh, King with us, remember? I forgot his first name, but his last name was King. He was a third-year junior. So he was, like, in that, what's it called? The varsity. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, like, remember when, like, if there's a certain birthday? Oh, when, okay. When you're in grade 11, you play with the juniors. You don't play with the seniors because of your age. I oh, shit. I didn't know them. that. Yeah, that's how King, I forgot his first name. But that, Devin. Dave, was yeah, Devin. Devin. Okay, yes. He, yeah, he, he played with us in grade 11. Uh, when he was in grade 11, we were in grade 9 and 10. He played with us uh, rugby and football. Was that the year that we had Harvey? Yeah, was Mike uh, Harvey? Yes, I think so. Oh, no, no. We had Harvey the next year. We had Harvey the next year. Yeah. And Falco? Was, the, yeah, that was Fleming. the next year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Grade, grade 10, we had the varsity team. I Which, remember that because I, oh. I, was, I was scared shitless going against these fucking seniors. Oh, my God. They seemed like giants. They, they seemed huge, like yeah. fucking giants. We I got ran over. The, I felt bad for the grade nines that were with us. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, and that's when we first, because uh, we were talking about concussions. We are talking about, like, the pain and the gain of it all. And, like, I wouldn't give up anything. And I think this is an important thing for kids, boys, girls, uh, any other gender to, to go through is to learn that you are... You you can take a lot 
and you can keep going. I think it's a very important life lesson, but uh, at the same time, balancing that out with like concussions are fucking dangerous. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys that we went to school with, I don't know if we'll mention his name, but he got a lot of concussions because he would go head to head with people. He wanted to take down the biggest guy on the field and he had such passion and heart. And like, I don't know if it was in him the whole time, but like over the course of this plus alcoholism, he became such an angry person, mm -hmm. yeah. like a really, really smart guy. And it just like by the time grade 12 rolled around, none of us wanted anything to do with him. He was vicious, yeah. man. He was a fucking yeah. pit bull. Yeah. That's why I'm glad that everything that's going around right now yeah. to, to really help um, understand what concussions are. We've come a long way and to understand what to do. Yeah. Like that was the biggest thing is that, I mean, I, 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 I've gone home so many times I had my bell rung. I would literally, I would hear bells, but I'd be like, well, I'll just sleep it off. Right. And, <laughs> this seems healthy. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, the next day you just go back in. So it was. Yeah. I, and if I, you're um, hurt, tell the coach, like, yeah. I guess I would teach that to the, the next yes. gen coming up. It's like, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. You can fucking miss a game. You're going to be fine. You'll have a lot more fun time to play. And like it, circling back to playing hockey in your thirties, like, yeah. You can still be athletic and be a part of these teams nowadays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's um, it's not over once high school ends. I'm gonna tell one more story here, and I really think this was the sealer for how I got my scholarship. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was one of our last games in grade twelve. I think it was my last rugby game when I was in grade twelve before I was going to college, and um, the coach for Loyalist came to watch me play. Yeah. And I remember Tim. So we finished the game, whatever. And you and I, we had our arms around each other. We're just walking off the field. We're just kind of talking about the league and stuff, the year and stuff like that. And the coach came up to talk to me. And then you said, Tim, you looked at him and you're like, if you don't take this guy and give him a scholarship, you're an idiot. Or if you don't let him play for your team, you're an idiot. Or you said something along those lines. I'll never forget it. And I was just like, you know, that could have been the driving factor of why they gave it to me. Well, I never forget that. I sincerely meant it, man. You, you Thanks, had such man. heart. It was always a joy to play with you. You were never one of the kids we were fucking chasing to get onto the field or, like, you know, the Kyle Arsenal's like who? No, he was always passionate. There was a couple of kids though. You could see them yeah. fucking kicking rocks and yeah. shit like that. Like if we get down by a point, you you were never that guy. You were the fucking tank. I, I think I think it was you and I who really kept the positive, like you know, kept, kept everybody positive. Like I remember you and I would just walk around even when we were losing. We're just like everybody, you fucking play like it's zero zero, and you, you know what I mean. Or sorry, when we were winning, sorry. Yeah. We're like you fucking play like it's zero zero. Don't let up. Don't stop. I don't want to see you with a straight fucking back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so hard to explain how much that that rugby team came to to mean because like, and I think that like going back to the the varsity or like those those years with like Falco and stuff where that like all of a sudden there was a fucking magic to it. it and it didn't yeah. matter if we were losing and like it didn't matter that no one else in the school gave a shit on game day when we were all wearing our jerseys and like yeah. you and I ducking into the corner when it's like a pep rally and trying not to get noticed and shit like <laughs> yeah. it, it just like yeah, and like one time I was sitting up on the railing because we weren't allowed to fucking sit on the railings or on the uh, 
you know, by the law class that like uh handicap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. would sit there yeah, yeah. every day, and then every day a teacher would come by. But like Mr. Federley came by one time, and he was like, "Tim, you re- you realize that you're a captain of the rugby team? Uh, you're kind of a leader around here, so you're setting a really bad example." And I just like looked at him. I'm like, "I'm a leader." <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a captain of the rugby team, but like that shit doesn't start until after school. Like, I don't know what the yeah. fuck you're talking about, man. Oh my I'm god! Starting up at three. Man, the fucking the Bay of Quinnies in the heat of the summer, like coming around to June, and it would you just be scorched by the end of the day oh, yeah. and trying to move. Do, do you remember in grade ten, uh, we won the Bay of Quinney Cup, oh my and then God, we all yes. went to Jordan's Cottage. Yes, that night. we got chased around by like Canadian geese and shit. Yeah. What the whole what? team went? Fuck, that was fun. Evan Bars was there, so it might have been grade 11. But do you remember? It might have been grade 11. Too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, this is the like a year after, and it was because every single year we had a great rugby team. We had a ton yeah. of fun. You know, like we didn't compare to the girls. They got to go to Scotland, and they were yeah, fucking like I champions wish. and shit. They were fucking good. They were good. Kicked their ass when we practiced against them. But <laughs> so we were. Evan Bars was there. I, I just remember that season because we just, we felt it. And like, you know, you could you call people off at a whim. Like you and I were fucking I, I, in sync. Like, I, I don't really remember how I was viewed on the field. Like, I'd be curious from your perspective to hear like, what was I seen as? But like, I, I just remember like you and me would be there and like, we calling people off from like too many people going into uh, a ruck. And yeah. stuff like that. And it just like, it was just in sync and people falling into line with the backs and stuff. It was just this thing. And we had won the game and then we celebrated. I remember this. Oh my God. So this is Bay of Quinney, the local area. We had lost a couple of games in the season. We didn't look like we were going to ever get to progress, but we, we had the team that could win. And we come back from like, I think four tries behind or some crazy shit like that. And in the last minute we win it and we're just like losing our shit on the field. Like you, like in a, like in a sports movie, we're just fucking screaming and running at each other and tackling each other. And we're just bloody, bloody, like from these cleats and scraped. And like the other team is dejected and then fucking doer just appears out of nowhere. He, screamed at us he was embarrassed because the opposite coach was like one of his mentors and i guess in rugby one of the big things is you act like a gentleman when you you go out there you kick the shit out of each other but at the end of the game you shake hands you buy the other guy a beer like you're you're polite about it like you don't rub it in it isn't in the american style like we are the champions you do that shit in private so he's fucking screaming at us. Our parents are on the sidelines. He's calling us all retards. Like we're fucking idiots. Uh, he's so ashamed of us that he wished we lost the game because we don't fucking deserve to be there if we be, like act like that. And then he makes us do the fucking nicotine run. Yeah, after a full fucking rugby game. Yeah. Do you want to describe to the people what the nicotine run is? So you go basically around the field. Yep. And um, so. I start, I'm the runner, everyone else is laying down. So the Tim is the first person, everyone's laying down on their stomachs. So I run, I jump over Tim, then Jim get, Tim gets up, 
and then just kind of keeps going right behind me until you've jumped over everybody. Then you lay down again on your stomach yeah. and then wait for the next person to jump over you or to be the last person to uh, to get up and then kind of keep going. That I remember that game because we were Evan got the last try, which yeah. which we won. I remember we were cheering so hard that we lifted him up. Remember? Yeah. We like put him on our shoulders and that's doer comes out and loses it. I remember it was one of the rugby or the female rugby coaches that came up and was just like, "Hey, like this enough. Like let him go now." Or yeah. it was that or Mr. M or something like that. But somebody came up to do her and was just like, "Hey, like stop." <laughs> yeah, because like I think we had done like three or four rounds of it after the game, yeah. and people are like vomiting on yeah. onto the grass and like not puking up meals. They're puking yeah. up fucking bile because they're yeah. just so like someone could have gotten a heat stroke from that like no, for sure it was dangerous i'll never forget that i'll never yeah. forget that I, I was actually you know what's funny i was thinking about this when i texted you today to see what time you wanted to go i was like oh i was like i gotta remember to tell this story because oh, it's such God. a good fucking story such a good story i'm trying I to think it. of like the other times like there was just so many bus trips so many like singing sweet carolina as we were oh, like yeah. going for a jog <laughs> I, I remember once, I remember we were playing in the Bulldog Cup, and uh, at that time, I think I was like 270. And we were, so we just got off a ruck, and, it, it, and the other team had won the ruck. Yeah. And so the scrummy was grabbing the ball to pass it out, and I'm just sitting there, like, posting, right, just waiting. And then as soon as the scrummy touched the ball, and he was this little poor kid, like, maybe 5'6", like, just mm-hmm. small, like, tiny kid, probably weighed, like, 150 pounds. <laughs> And I just fucking, I'm just standing there. My feet are just going. Like, I'm ready to go as soon as he touched it. He touched it. I smoke him. Oh, yeah. Like, terribly. And the ref call, and the ref blows the whistle. So then I go up, and then Dewar's on the field. And I go up, and he's like, what did I do, coach? He's like, you didn't do anything. He's like, I think you just hurt him. <laughs> like, no. So I go up, and, I, and I'm helping the kid up, right? I was like, hey, man, you all right? I remember him looking at me. He's just like, oh, you're a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I remember like the, the oh, quiet fuck. conversations that would happen, and I, it'll go an unspecified coach. He'd take us aside, especially the forwards, and he's like, "Well, sometimes you're gonna get into a mall. Sometimes players not gonna let that ball go. So this is what you do." And he starts explaining how to start breaking other kids' fingers <laughs> so that they'll let go of the ball. He's like, "You pull it back, and then you hear a crack." And then you go to the next finger, and you hear a crack. A person's eventually going to let go of the ball, either because they can't hold on to it or their fingers are broken. So what are you guys going to do? We're going to break fingers, coach. <laughs> but you know what? Everybody did that. Every team. Oh, yeah. Every team. Oh, my God. I remember I, I remember the very first time Dewar swore. We were, I think it was a grade 9 and 10. We were playing football, not rugby. So we're all, uh, we're just about to start the game. So we're all like huddled around and then Dewar puts his hand in. He's just like, all right, boys, go out there and knock their fucking dicks off. <laughs> just like, oh, coach. It's like, I've never heard you swear. And then he just started to go off after that. Oh, man. We had such a good relationship with those coaches. I just. Oh, yeah. 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 You and me. Like, I, I forget about that. But you just, we, we were co-captains for a long time. For like, we, uh, most yeah. of the teams, like, it just. I remember, I remember one game against Trenton High. We were in grade 10, and they had a really good rugby team, and so did we. And I think this, this was like a second or third time playing against them. And uh, I think we, we, had, we, we had lost the game, the first game that we played against them. And then this game, we're like, I remember we were in the scrum. We were, in, we were just kind of all huddled around before the game. And 
let's go out there and try hard boys, blah, blah, blah. Remember you, you and I were so vocal that game and we won that game, but I remember it was yeah. just you and I, we were so fucking vocal. Yeah. Just telling, like, I remember grabbing somebody. I don't know who somebody was running into a rocket. I'm just like, no, too many people. I'm like, come on. <laughs> don't be stupid. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish I could go back and play like two more games, Tim. That's all two I need. You know, that's all I want. Yeah. It's weird to think of me as like in those little booty shorts that we had and like going into a ruck, I was the hooker. And like I was flexible enough that like the ninety pound kid in front of me and I was like two ten. We had the biggest front line of any team. Yeah. But I could swing my knee up and smash him in the fucking face and just drive him insane. <laughs> a ref couldn't see it and I'd just be like, <clears throat> fucking popping him the whole game. Just fucking cracking him in the jaw as hard as I could with my fucking kneecap. <laughs> like I was gonna I'm, I'm gonna fucking win it. And like you like they try to throw the ball back and I fucking I just lunge in there. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I know. There was so many times where you just about to fall on the boys you're just grabbing it like tim it's over it's like, it <laughs> mine no. it's my fucking ball oh my god yeah but, but, my but, last you know game I, I sorry i was just gonna say my last game it was unfortunate we were playing at uh, uh trent university in peterborough and they decided it was a great fucking idea to have it on top of the uh the astroturf oh no yeah so i got popped and i was got into the line with the backs to help support and the ball popped out to me and it just the way that I was my knee was uh open to the left because I was throwing it and my whole knee snapped out and then back and uh I hit the ground hard enough that I burnt my face uh, about six inches from the my temple just about to my nose like the bottom of my nose of just like it actually burnt on the rubber because it wasn't grass, right? So, yeah, it was pretty early on in the day. Then I had to get dragged to the hospital. Like, uh, Dewey was like, yeah, he tore every single ligament in his knee. Like, there's no way he's going to stand. But I didn't tear anything. I just pulled it. But to this day, I can tell when it's about to rain. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I hear you, man. I, uh, I've, I've bruised my ligament. I've broken every single finger playing football or rugby. I don't know how many times I've went in on crutches. I remember in uh, in college too. I, I fucked up my ankle so bad that there are some days where it still just fucking like cracks on its own. Like how does it be moving? And it's like crack, crack, crack. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> but you know what, man? The whole team mentality thing. Um, that's what I really want to try. And 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 for for me, I just I love playing with a team. I love to get to know the boys and and just we we all shared one common interest, and it was to fucking win. Yeah, and it was to get better as a group, right? So that's what I want to try and really do with, with hockey. Hopefully, that'd be fun one day to kind of get in the competitive side, yeah, and kind of try and build that again with a different group of guys that, you know, again all share the same interests. I think that's love to do that. I love, yeah, I want that for you, man. You deserve that. You're you're athletic. You've you've got such a great personality and stuff like that, and it's it's not about losing it doesn't matter if you fucking lose as long as you went out there to play to win and have yeah. fun and have fun like, man we, we had so much fun we still talk about it like fucking what 16 years later <laughs> there's people that i've not fallen out with but just fallen out of touch with and if i saw them again we would have that weird fucking bond from high school we're like, right yeah it's it's i've always i've always seen that type of stuff in the movies i never really you know, like you just you're just like whatever, like you know, it's a fucking Disney movie. Yeah. You know, but you you truly do build stuff like that, and that 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 literally carries on for fucking years and years, years. and years, like crazy. 
absolutely crazy. Um, well, before we leave, I, w- I was curious if you want to set a goal, let's say for like August, do you want to get like a ball hockey game going? Like we'll, yeah. we'll train, we'll get some other people together and we'll f- find a, a city that works and we'll, you know, COVID depending so we can do it responsibly, but like we'll get a ball hockey game going. We'll have something to look forward to and like, or, or some other kind of athletic competition that you and I can push each other towards achieving. Let's do, let's do it. So actually, um, I don't know if he can blank his name. I wouldn't know if he wants his name out, but, mm-hmm. um, Brandon Fleming. Yeah. Um, remember him from high school? Yeah. He, he has a hockey podcast. Oh shit. And he's actually living in Belleville has a hockey podcast. Oh, cool. And, I, I just saw on Facebook that he's starting like he's starting something with a with a local a sports store in town oh, and he's actually like hosting tournaments. Somebody just relieved themselves. That fucking coffee destroyed me. All right, so sorry. So Brendan uh Brendan Fleming, he played sports with us. Uh maybe we'll blank his name out, maybe we won't. Uh would you happen to have the name of his show? I don't know. I'll send it to you though. Okay. I don't know if we could do a plug for it. I don't. Uh, I'll have to research for it again. But he does. He, he's doing like these all these little three on three ball hockey tournaments. So I'm sure they'll have one this summer. Obviously, COVID depending. Yeah. I think they just had one prior to lockdown. Okay. Um. So, but anyways, that could be something fun that you know. Oh once, man. Once, once I see it pop up, I'll let you know, and we can kind of start because there's going to be an entry fee, so we can maybe start saving up a little bit to see what. That yeah. entropy is, and then actually do it. If you're up, I, I'm, I'm in, man. Dude, well, like it, it won't happen this year, but if I put some money away, how fucking great would it be? We finalize the symbol for a bearded and board, and we enter in our team. You, That'd me, Zach, or Kathy, or something like that. I know Zach's likes uh, hockey too, so like. Yeah, well, Kathy used to play like fucking. She's really, really good. Yeah, she used to like travel in Europe and play too. So holy shit. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of the final episode, Tim. I, I appreciate, it, man. I had a blast. Thank you for having me on, man. I I, I am again so impressed with uh, what you're doing, and you know that's part of the reason I'm going to get skiing again and doing my own thing. And keep awesome. it up, man. Awesome, thanks, buddy. I'll catch you later on tonight. Fuck yeah. Pecs. We'll see you in I know you're busy during lockdown, Tim. I, I am the current Catan champion right now, so it's, it, it, you know, oh, like, yeah, it may Catan. be Easter, but, you know. That was a bullshit game yesterday. How was that bullshit? You just gotta have Tim, strategy, bro. Fucking Marianne fucked me from the beginning, and you know that she did. Hmm, you fucked yourself. That's I what you I, did. I, I, I placed it terribly. I placed, I, I gotta, I'm trying to fucking get it where I just, I have a good access to sheep, grain, ore, yeah. and brick and fucking wood. It's hard to really put yourself where the die is going to come out. Yeah. Well, let me know when it's time because I think I'd be down for another game. Cool, man. I just, I, I'm going to shower and just kind of put some clothes on. Not that I don't have clothes on. Freak those this thing at home. Yeah. I have a t-shirt on, no pants. <laughs> See ya, buddy. See ya, buddy. <laughs>